Welcome to the SPE Podcast, powered by the Society of Petroleum Engineers. You're listening to the October 2023 episode of the SPE President's Podcast, creating our energy future with SPE President Terry Palish. And now your moderator, SPE Senior Manager of Communication and Energy Education, Paige McCowan. Welcome to the Society of Petroleum Engineers Podcast with the SPE 2024 President Terry Palish. I'm Paige McCowan, Senior Manager of Communication and Energy Education at SPE. Today, I'll be talking with Terry about his thoughts on how SPE and its members fit into the energy transition and what it means for our energy future. Hi, Terry. Hi, Paige. It's good to talk to you. You too. I think this is going to be an exciting episode. Um, It's uh, very timely. I think so. Yeah, exactly. So before we dig into the topic today, um, I know SPE has a board meeting this month at the annual technical conference and exhibition in San Antonio. Can you tell us a little bit more about the goals for this meeting? Yeah, um, let me maybe just start by talking about kind of format. So the board meets four times a year officially. Um, we, as you said, are meeting uh, soon in San Antonio for, at the ATC. So we meet once a year at the ATCE. Uh, we meet twice a year uh, at the location chosen by the president. Um, and then we meet once uh, virtually in January. And the two, you know, the two that are chosen uh, in the spring and summer are typically very strategic. Um, they typically uh, look, we look to support the region or the section, the local companies. Um, as an example, this year in the spring, we're in Dahran, Saudi Arabia in March, uh, and then Kuala Lumpur this summer. Um, and those were the first times we'd visited the Middle East and Asia Pacific in several years. So it was important to get back to those regions and meet with local leaders. Um, you know, as, as far as the goals for the meetings, um, we typically have two full days of committee meetings. Uh, we have some minor committees, uh, as well as our two primary committees, technical content and membership engagement. And the primary goal is to work with uh, senior staff on, you know, to see how we're performing relative to our strategies, as well as, you know, setting strategy and understanding uh, where we're headed. Uh, when we met in KL in Ju- July, our, our two primary committees uh, that I mentioned, they spent at least half their time discussing the new strategic plan uh, and developing action items to uh, help make sure that we continue to meet our members and our constituencies needs. Uh, I'll just give you one example. Um, and we'll be talking about it again in, in San Antonio, the technical content committee. Uh, one of their primary questions is, you know, how do we continue to evolve our event formats? How do we stay up and implement new technologies, technologies of the day so that we can continue to meet our attendees and our exhibitors and our sponsors expectations? and provide value to them. So uh, we actually have a work group in place to answer this. Um, but you know, just overall, uh, it's a fairly intense three days of meetings, um, along with some meeting with local companies and local leaders. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I know those are pretty intense and you guys do a lot of work towards it. Um, so you mentioned that the board tries to be strategic and support the local regions. Um, can you elaborate on that? Sure. Um, probably be easiest just to give you some examples. Uh, last summer, we were in Amsterdam. Um, when we were there, we met with Shell. Uh, we toured their Shell Energy Transition Center, got to see what they're doing. Um, in ATC in Houston last fall, we met with ExxonMobil executives, uh, discussed uh, their uh, 
activities and toured their spring campus and labs. Uh, in Dharan, we toured the Aramco Shiba field in the empty quarter. Um, it was a great visit. We visited their technology center. Um, and then we also, uh, in addition to that, try to engage with local leaders. So in uh, Kuala Lumpur uh, in July, we hosted a panel discussion with the Asia Pacific Advisory Council. Um, we have several of those councils across the world that this particular council um, is very active in the region. It's led by Adif Sulf Kifli, the executive vice president of Petronas. And, you know, he was joined in this panel by executives from ExxonMobil, Shell, Hess, SLB, Petro Pertamina. And uh, they just relayed to us just how important it is for operators uh, in the region to bring energy to the local region and the area, particularly natural gas, um, but also just how important it is for them and what they're doing to decarbonize their operations. Um, so it was a great discussion. Um, I think it was great to meet the local leaders and support them. Um, and I, of course, can't thank Petronas enough for their hospitality and uh, hosting us. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I think it's really important uh, for the SPE board to be involved in the regions. And I think our members um, appreciate your involvement where they work and the companies that employ them. Exactly. Um, yeah. So recently also, I read um, an article on JPT website that you led a delegation to Beijing for a week of meetings. I know that's an important region for our members. Can you tell us a little bit about the purpose Absolutely. Um, so just by way of background, you know, SP first entered China in 1979. Uh, today we have six sections, 14 student chapters um, and a good presence there. Um, and since we we're in the region at K uh, Kuala Lumpur, we, uh, I decided to take a delegation to China. Um, we had a group made up of a couple of board members as well as senior staff. Um, and really the primary purpose was to re-meet with leadership of the NOCs. Uh, we would need to re-engage after COVID. It was really the first time we'd been back um, and really wanted to hear their concerns, uh, what they're working on, their concerns for the future and just how SPE can help. Um, it was a great week. Uh, we met with several high-level delegations, uh, Cinepec, CNOC, RIPED. Uh, we met with Aramco Asia and toured their lab. Um, and then, of course, the, we culminated with a face-to-face -face meeting with Dr. Ho Chim Jun, uh, who's the president of CNPC. Um, he was a gracious host. He not only took time out of his busy schedule to meet with us, but also was our host for, for arriving in China. So, But, but I will say this, in, in all cases, we heard how important it is for the NOCs to be bringing energy to China in all forms. But in particularly, they want to continue to grow their oil and natural gas reserves in production. Uh, they need to meet uh, the needs of China's growing economy. Uh, they see the need for technologies. Uh, you know, they've always been, China's always been big in EOR, but they, they continue to see new technologies there. Um, they are looking at it, developing their unconventional resources or continuing to look at offshore growth. Um, but in addition to those energy supply concerns, they're also very uh, big in, in looking into CCUS. Um, they want to lower their carbon footprint. Um, one of the reasons we, we are having a CCUS workshop in, in the next spring in China, and they were very pleased to hear that we were leading that. Um, I will say that all the leaders uh, that we met with are very appreciative of the Society of Petroleum Engineers. Uh, they see SP as the ideal mechanism for disseminating information. 
for helping them develop new technologies, uh, providing a platform for innovative collaboration, you know, as both at the local level as well as uh, across the globe. So uh, just a great visit. Uh, and it was really good to meet the, the leaders. And I'm excited for where we're headed in, in China. Yeah, that does. That sounds very exciting. So I know it's a very important region again. Um, so thank you for those updates. I know members are always curious about how the board works. Um, so we'll be looking forward to your monthly updates in your podcast episodes. So let's get to our topic. So in September, in your September podcast episode, you mentioned your presidential theme, creating our energy future. What is our energy future in the context of today's energy transition environment? Yeah. So, you know, I recently attended the SPE's inaugural energy transition symposium in Houston. It was a a two-day symposium. It included panel sessions, executive uh, discussions, keynotes, uh, it was technical papers, and it was a great event. Uh, It brought together a great mix of almost 200 engineers, scientists, managers, uh, executives from all walks of life, both in our industry as well as outside. We had many non-members there, many members, uh, many um, attendees that that were new to an SP event, Um, and they all came together to really discuss our our industry's uh, role in the energy transition. Uh, And there were several themes that came out. Um, One overarching theme was was that the world is going to need increasing amounts of energy. Um, We have growing population. We have emerging uh, developing countries. Um, And the other part of that is that there was general agreement that oil and gas is going to be needed to meet these demands. Um, How much oil and gas is is a debatable, um, but tremendous needs for oil and gas in the future. Um, And the other part of that theme, the other theme that came out is carbon capture and storage is going to be critical to reducing CO2 emissions. So we also heard that, you know, there's just really no transition without the engineers and scientists in our industry. And that was a a key theme for us. Um, I just want to say that again, We, we heard that there is no transition without the engineers and scientists in our industry. And why is that? Well, because we need to not only grow our oil and gas production, but also we are critical to reducing uh, CO2 emissions through carbon capture and storage and and other decarbonization of our operations. Um, For those in our industry, I just want to say that our future is very bright based on what I heard there, Um, whether it's to be to continuing finding innovative ways to recover more hydrocarbons or to use our petroleum engineering skills to grow CCS and geothermal, or just to flat out reduce our carbon footprint of our operations like we're doing now. The key to our energy future will be technology and collaboration. That was the key theme that came out at the end of of the symposium in Houston. That's great. Yeah, that's a great um, key message there. And I think a lot of 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 our members, our younger members and our student members are concerned about that. So based on what you learned and and what you know, how do petroleum engineers and our members create their energy future in this context? Well, as I said before, the world's going to need more oil and gas. Um, And to be able to produce the additional oil and natural gas, uh, we're going to need to continue advancing technologies uh, we're working with today. Those technologies in all aspects of our discipline, whether it's drilling or completions, formation, evaluation, production, reservoir, um, they're all critical. Um, and 
And we know that without technology, we won't be able to meet those needs. We are also needed, petroleum engineers, our industry, uh, for decarbonization efforts. I mentioned them a little bit before. Um, you know, we are well suited to help, help solve, you know, making geothermal economic, um, drilling, completion, uh, reservoir, all those are important. Of course, carbon capture and storage, critical, um, right in our wheelhouse. Um, so petroleum engineers can participate in that. And then we just have, you know, methane emissions reduction, flaring reduction, you know, things like that. It's important to our future that we develop technologies that not only increase the oil and gas reserves, but also reduce our environmental footprint. I think about safety and how safety has become a part of our culture. So sustainability and the environment need to do that as well. And we're, we are doing that as we speak. I think companies are embracing that um, and petroleum engineers are embracing that. But the thing to keep in mind is that technology changes fast and it's changing ever quicker as we go in the future. And our members, uh, we must engage in a practice of lifelong learning. And if they do that, I think they can create their energy future in any context they desire within the energy spectrum. So you mentioned it just a second ago about engaging in lifelong learning. How else or, or how more can SPE help its members create their energy future? Yeah. Well, let me first say that SPE exists to serve its members uh, and their companies. Um, it's to help them advance their technical skills and their professional competencies in their jobs. Just like I've talked about the gym membership, this is to help your professional side. Uh, no matter what the future holds, SP will continue to meet the diverse regional needs of all of our members across the globe. Our members come from all aspects of the business, oil and gas development, sustainability, and related energies. Um, our industry and our members are uniquely positioned to solve the three-way challenge of providing affordable, secure, and decarbonized energy to the world. We're going to need tremendous advancements in oil and gas recovery, as I mentioned before, um, in order to meet the energy demand. And we're also going to need expertise in decarbonizing our operations. To accomplish this need for lifelong learning, I, SP members are going to need to continue to build their technical competence, um, whether they're reading papers or attending conferences or workshops or training. But they're also going to need to collaborate. As we mentioned earlier, collaboration is going to be key. Um, there's obviously plenty of opportunities provided by SPE Connect and, or joining one of our 22 technical sections whether it be petroleum engineering related like hydraulic fracturing technical section or just some of the newer ones um, uh, like geothermal or CCS or hydrogen. But in the end, by exercising the benefits and offerings of SPE in these areas, um, you can create your energy future and SPE will be there to provide those. So what would you say if you could talk directly to our young members about this? What would be your advice or, or what would you tell them? Well, I visited many sections and student chapters, and uh, and one thing I can say is the young members are all excited about our industry, just like the, the seasoned members are as well. Um, they all want to be part of a solution uh, to providing affordable, secure, decarbonized energy to the world. They all want to be 
they all want to be doing something that's meaningful. And I think they're excited about it. Um, but we need to remember that it's going to take the best and the brightest minds to solve this. So those of you that are looking at our industry, our students, or new to our industry, you're the future. And you're going to be bringing these new technologies. So I want to encourage everyone to take advantage of SPE to increase their technical knowledge and expertise, um, as well as to collaborate and work with their peers. Um, this is, this is how you'll advance your career. This is how you'll, you'll allow all of us to create our energy future. I'd also like to just take a moment to encourage everyone to go out and get at least one SP member. How about it make that a goal? Um, and you know, by adding to our membership, it will improve our knowledge base. It'll improve our ability to collaborate and ultimately it'll pr improve our professional competencies. Um, SP is going to continue to evolve to be a part of the sustainable energy future uh, and ensure the careers for future generations. That's a great uh, positive message. And I think uh, a lot of people will be happy to hear you say that. Um, so, Terry, what's on tap for next month's uh, podcast episode? Yeah, I think we're going to go ahead and try to dive a little bit deeper into some of the new technology and collaboration that's needed for the future of oil and gas. Um, and really just kind of how your membership and how our membership helps improve the technical competencies. We'll, we'll dive a little bit deeper into, you know, how SPE is delivering the technical content, you know, kind of some of the things we're looking at in the future, um, as well as how do we provide the networking opportunities to, to our members um, to help what some call the energy trilemma. We'll talk a little bit about that. Um, I kind of like to call it the energy opportunity. Um, it's the energy opportunity for us, and it's the, it's the opportunity for us to create our energy future. Thank you, Terry. Um, thanks for giving us a glimpse into your thoughts on the energy transition and how our members fit into it. I know it's a big topic of conversation and it sounds like we'll be continuing on this topic in episodes to come. Thanks, Paige. It's always good to catch up with you. You too. Terry will be doing monthly podcasts, which you can find each episode with transcripts on the first of every month on SPE's JPT website and in the monthly digital edition of JPT. 